Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week, we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today, we are discussing Chapter 10 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Mayhem at the Ministry. Ooh, let me tell you. Let me tell you about some mayhem. And where it is. Sorry, if you can hear my family, it's mayhem at the borough um, because my mom's home and she has feelings. Kind of similar. Announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. You can use the hashtag wizard team on Twitter to follow along. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write about it? We are working on a project called Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, etc. Illustrating what it would be like to be a black Hogwarts student. If you'd like to submit, check out blackgirlscreate.org for the guidelines. And if you'd like some ideas of what's been done before, you can check it out at blackgirlscreate.org and click on the Hogwarts BSU tag. Tab. Love our blog? Love Wizard Team? Have a few extra galleons lying around? Please consider becoming a Patronus. We are video recording the Wizard Team episodes and Patroni have access to those videos. At $5 or more per month, you get the video the Tuesday before it drops. And at $10 or more per month, you get the link to watch us record live and join a chat room to discuss the book while we're talking about it. And if you want to donate but can't commit to a monthly donation, you can donate to our PayPal. You can find the links to donate at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. And some of the things that we have planned for this money is making ourselves sustainable, upgrading tech when possible, as we are two black girls who are family, yet we live on different sides of the country because someone had to go off and, you know, be her own person. Have a job. Get a job. Whatever. Um... We can use that money to do cool things, go to cool places. Our big push is LeakyCon 2017 in Dublin. Help some black girls out. Y'all ain't never seen no black girls in Dublin doing it like we do. Black potheads in Dublin. Let's do this. Okay. And if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, and even if you do, rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to our podcast, that will really help us get more members to the team. We love the the bigger the team, the bigger the dream. Follow us. Oh, subscribe to our newsletter. Most weeks we share nerd news <laughs> and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. Um, again, everything's found on our website, blackgirlscreate.org. Um, follow us at We Black and Nerds. Like us at Black Girls Create. Um, join our Wizard Team Facebook group. And yeah. All those good things. So let's dive into what's going on with Wizard Team right now. Um, the Hey Robin, Habari Ghani. Ujima. Lit. Good Yay. job. Okay. <laughs> also, let's get into... Oh, but we at Black Girls Create celebrate Kwanzaa. Um, you as Wizard Team listener, listeners celebrate um, Wizarding Kwanzaa, which is the same thing really but with magic wizarding kwanzaa yeah kwanzaa with magic kwanzaa with magic i mean kwanzaa is full of magic anyway but it's like you know um so magical birthdays um amani heron's favorite person celebrates their birthday on new year's wow. eve wow thomas wow, really marvel riddle you know we don't we don't judge you know if you are a fan of Thomas Marvel Riddle and you want to, you know, walk in his footsteps, you can do that. You can be that person. I might ask you why. I might be a little confused. I might want some explanations as to how you think that is going to help your life in any way, considering where Thomas Marvel Riddle ended up. But, you know, there's no denying he was a charismatic and very smart and capable dude. So, so you want to get into mayhem at the ministry? Yeah, let's let's get into mayhem at the ministry. That was some shade, but you know, you know what though? It was kind of unnecessary. I wanted to call you holidays. out on this anyway. What? Um, because I said something really nice about Amani Heron, and he responded when? with some shade. And I noticed when 
when I retweeted the like people in 2017 on Twitter who like have or 2016 on Twitter who like, oh mm-hmm. and I noticed yeah, you're right. that you always like his shade towards me because it's funny but when I shade him you don't like it I just you say I obviously like it. I just take top sides call it out not really no there's always a I think you both uh, need to be adults and heart get over button, it. it's cool and it's always like well, you're I like give some of your shades right him on Twitter sometimes. Kwanzaa Jackson I didn't like that this. particular moment. And then I'll respond, and I got the crickets. So it's obviously sometimes, not own. all the time. That particular time, I didn't, but sometimes I you're do. You're not on my side. Whatever. And you should always be on my side. Okay. Mayhem at the Ministry, Chapter Ten. Previously on Wizard Team, some shit went down at the Quidditch <laughs> World Cup. Some and shit went down at the quarter. The World dark Cup mark now. was in the air. Everybody's scared. Don't know what to do. Um, Winky got let off by Barty Crouch Sr. because he's an um, asshole. I want to channel um, my inner Hermione and be like, uh, being let go. That kind of. Well, yeah. Well, no, no, no. I mean, that's, that she was that's what they call it. Not, not. What did she got freed, fired, let go? Same. All of it is. She got free. In her mind, she got left. She got freed, but but not in a good way. Did she really get freed? It's complicated. It's so com- and- it's so complicated. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah. So then all this stuff went down, and now they are like, let's go to sleep for a couple hours so that we can get up and go home, get the fuck out of here. Um. So so yeah. Mister Weasley woke them up after only a few hours sleep. He used magic to pack up the tents, and they left the campsite as quickly as possible. Um, Mr. Passing Mr. Roberts in his cottage, he had a strange day's look about him and waved them off with a vague Merry Christmas. Keep in mind, y'all, as school's about to start, it is not Christmas. We are in August, early August. September, like late August. Um, mm-hmm. He'll be all right, said Mr. Weasley. Sometimes when a person's memory is modified, it makes him a bit disoriented for a while, and that was a big thing they had to make him forget. Keep in mind, Bertha Jorkins, she was not disoriented for a while because she's still, well, she ain't missing. She ain't. Anywho. Before, before <laughs> though, she was, she went from like being known as like remembering lots of stuff to being like somebody who always forgets shit. Yeah. Um, and we know what happened to Gildor Lockhart, even though like, yeah, that was his fault. And yeah, he, um, it like backfired or something else also went wrong, but. And it wasn't his wand but it wasn't it was a lot of factors for his particular situation but you know it's still dangerous um so it makes him a bit disoriented for a while that's definitely ministry kind of speak i like to like talking points they heard urgent Mm -hmm. voices as they approached the spot where the port keys lay and when they reached it they found a great number of witches and wizards gathered around basil the keeper of the port keys Mr. Weasley had a hurried discussion with Basil. They joined the queue and were able to take an old rubber tire back to Stoat's Head Hill before the sun had really risen. They walked through Ottery St. Catchpole, awesome name, and up the damp lane towards the borough in the dawn light, talking very little because they were so exhausted and thinking longingly of their breakfast. As they rounded the corner and the borough came into view, a cry echoed along the lane. Oh, thank goodness, thank goodness. Miss Weasley came running towards them, still wearing her bedroom slippers, her face pale and strained with a rolled-up copy of the Daily Prophet clutched in her hand. Arthur, Arthur, I've been so worried. Um, She flung her arms around Mr. Weasley's neck, and the Daily Prophet fell out of her limp hand onto the ground. Looking down, Harry saw the headline, Scenes of Terror at the Quidditch World Cup. You're all right, Miss Weasley murmured distractedly. You're alive. Oh, boys. And to everyone's surprise, she seized Fred and George and pulled them into a tight hug. Ouch, Mom, you're strangling us. I shouted at you before I, you left, Miss Weasley said. It's all I've been thinking about. What if you know who had got you and the last thing I ever said to you was that you didn't get enough owls? Oh, Fred, George... Come on now, Molly. But you know, we're, she had she got a little perspective. Yeah. Which is important. So come on now, Molly. We're perfectly we're all perfectly okay. And um Bill, pick up that paper. I want to see what it says. So they all rushed back into the burrow, into the kitchen, which I just love how families congregate in the kitchen. Um mm-hmm. no matter what. Hermione made Mrs. Weasley a cup of very strong tea, and into which Mr. Weasley insisted on pouring a shot 
of Ogden's Old Fire Whiskey, which is something real. that is super real. Um, Bill handed his father the newspaper, and Mr. Weasley scanned the front page while Percy looked over his shoulder. Um, I think it's really interesting, before we get into what the newspaper says and all of that mm-hmm. aftermath, but to think about, I personally had a really rough Christmas, thinking, and I've been thinking a lot about how it feels to be out of the loop um, when it comes, especially when it comes to like family and people that you really, really care about. Um, and then how jarring it is to kind of like, I come home and I kind of get caught up on a lot of things, you know, um, Mm -hmm. that just doesn't get conveyed because it's one small thing or another small thing that happens in daily life. And it doesn't get conveyed when you're like talking on the phone or texting to people. And it's, you know, sometimes it's just uncomfortable stuff you don't want to talk about, or it's, you know, stuff you people want to forget but I was in that kind of head space when I was reading this and it really like struck me that Molly you know we're talking about how great it is for Molly to have some time alone and she's going to go to the spa and like take care of herself and stuff like that which is true but then she sees something like the Daily Prophet and has no context no idea about like how this has affected the people that she cares the most about in the world who are there. Mm -hmm. It also kind of reminds me of when Bayana and I were in London and there was a terrorist attack. I'm saying that in quotation marks, but my aunt, our, our aunt saw it on the news or read like a scary headline really and had no kind of context as to like where we were in London you know, what time this happened, where we were at the time it happened. You know, she just knew, like, my babies are in London and this thing happened. And when it got to us, we were like, hey, we were asleep. Right. <laughs> like, oh, you thought that we were out and about? It like... Right. Ha, psych. Funny. <laughs> That's cute. So cute. You think Robin and Bayana are going to go to somewhere together and not be in in the bed. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Um, but also like, it was just not like, we had no idea it even happened. Um, but because you don't have any kind of context, you know, when you read these things, like how your brain starts to wander and you just human nature, you know, jump to like the worst conclusion or whatever. And so that kind of, even though they left the Quidditch world cup ASAP and like got out of there as soon as possible, like Mrs. Weasley still had that amount of time to like work herself into a frenzy mm-hmm. in which case also the fire whiskey is real it's, ne- it's necessary, necessary. Uh, <laughs> not to um, not to placate your feelings or ignore your feelings but to just help you calm down mm-hmm. and like get some like just perspective take take and take a, a breath minute. and like you know you work yourself up into a frenzy and then the fire whiskey just really helps to relieve that I knew it, said Mr. Weasley. Ministry blunders, culprits not apprehended, lack security, dark wizards running unchecked, national disgrace. Who wrote this? Ah, of course. Rita Skeeter. Aha! <laughs> and also... That woman's got it in for the Ministry of Magic, said Percy. Last week she was saying we're wasting our time quibbling about cauldron thickness when we should be stamping out vampires, as if it wasn't specifically stated in paragraph 12 of the guidelines for the treatment of non-wizard part humans. Do us a favor, Pierce, said Bill, and shut up. Just like, yeah. Sometimes you just gotta like No, you chill. Like, just read the room, right? Isn't that what you said yeah. the last time when um, Yeah, with Hermione talking about look at it logically. It's like, dude, it's not the time. Now it's not the time. It's also the time. like when uh Fudge was like, Oh, Arthur, you know Lucius, it's like, uh Right. Yeah, they it's know like, each dude, other, but they don't know. Pay attention. Um I also think though, two things. Mm-hmm. First mention of Rita Skeeter, my note says, yeah. This bitch. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> And guidelines for the treatment of non-wizard part humans. That yep. I Another need thing. to get my hands on because mm-hmm. that directly affects one Remus J. Lupin. And Remus J. Lupin, um, centaurs, yeah. vampires. Um, yeah. All manner of part humans. But even well, that no, no, no. Organ- it doesn't affect it doesn't affect Remus. It's non-wizard part humans. Oh. So there's a wizard part human, hopefully, guideline treatment, but probably not. Something. I don't know. So yeah, there's something about, yeah. Affect Remus. But just like that, I, but even just like taking note of that wording, mm-hmm. non-wizard part human, it's like, I don't know, it's that language is like, 
they're human who have well i think part of it i, I don't think know. part of the problem is that like i think part human makes sense because like they're human but they're also something else they're not yeah. just human if they're a vampire but you know like when you human. when you see but i think other, that uh sci-fi and stuff it's like um like with shield or you know marvel or whatever it's like mm-hmm. um enhanced humans or something you know what i mean like right it's kind of well just i think that, that like phrasing oh right and i think that that's kind of the issue with like i think about this a lot just within our own kind of context is like the limits the limitation on like english language mm-hmm. and how everything is categorized but then when there's something that isn't like it doesn't fit then they start trying to like twist the words around to make it fit but then it doesn't really work because it comes off as like not it comes off as like degrading and yeah. like not really humanizing in in a way um which even humanizing is weird because if they're not all the way human, then like why? You know what yeah. I mean? Like humanizing is a is not the word. But it kind of is because we have like, we live in a it society, is the word, but it's like especially the wizarding society too, where like your humanity is what makes you worth anything. If we look at Winky, right? Like they actually and that's why I'm saying and that's why I'm saying it's right? yeah, and that's why I'm saying it's 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 weird because it's like and that's and what that, I'm saying the, the phrasing, great, not the meaning. The meaning of it, yeah. I like yes, it fits, but the phrasing phrase, like the it, actual yeah. word doesn't work and that's the same thing that was happening it's like in the, the last word chapter when your point right? like, well yeah but that was what the exactly and that was like the, what was happening in the last chapter when um hermione's like they treat her like she's not even human and ron's like well she's not yeah you know what i mean so it's just like it's the word and how like limited it is and how it kind of like tells on yourself even when you're using it for like a good like for like if your intention is is good yeah. or whatever and that's why i like to say um, sentient creatures like mm-hmm. anything with feelings and thoughts like any because there are some things like i mean and i and i say this in in the context like i'm not gonna lie and be like i'm around here being like oh sentient creature i'm like i'm talking about this when i'm talking about like (laughs) harry potter and like you know mercy thompson or you know like those kind of fantasy urban fantasy type of things that i read and worlds that i live in (laughs) um doctor who and stuff like that but um i agree with you that phrasing becomes problematic but it's also just like i gotta get my hand it's another thing that she puts in that helps enhance the world building right it doesn't Mm -hmm. exist there is no guidelines for the treatment of non-wizard part humans because there is no non-wizard part humans well you know and allegedly there's no guidelines or whatever but we don't have access to this and i don't think that like um she wrote an actual guideline while she was writing this to make that one phrase or sentence work, which is kind of a problem now because I want it, but I don't want this JK to write it. I want that JK to write it and that JK. I don't know where she is, but mm-hmm. I would like her back. Yeah, so it's just kind of, these are those these are those things where you, I mean, when she was writing this, she had no clue. I mean, at this point when she's writing Goblet of Fire, she knows that this is like global phenomenon, but like, you also feel like, is this, like, lightning in a bottle? Is this going to last? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, like, I don't think Twilight, for example, has lasted. Um, and it's now, like, you go back, you, like, you do rewatch them or reread them, but not in, like, earnest love, you know? <laughs> um, and so, like, like, these, but these books have lasted and they, I think, will forever last. And so you kind of get into this weird thing where I'm, like, I want my hands on this. I want my hands on, like, history of magic. I want my hands on a lot of these things that give me greater insight into the world, but they don't actually exist. And the person who should write this, uh, do we want her to write this? No. No. So. But I think that also, like, that's kind of the point, right? Like, you don't... Technically, we're not supposed to want i mean we're supposed to want all these extra things or we're not supposed to get them it's supposed to be like these seven books and it has all that stuff and you can speculate about the little things but yeah and i think that that's what's great it is, about that's like, what it is the, the fandom portion of this right because you can have that speculation and then you get to see like in fanfic or something someone write what they think this looks like and then you get another fanfic writer who can write what they think it looks like you know what i mean and you get these mm-hmm. different like insights into other people and none of that's canon and it's all up for interpretation but like you get to like kind of have it both ways but then in the over commodification of this like you can't get that because there's so many limitations on what is allowed so i mentioned said mr weasley where spluttered mrs weasley if i'd seen that i'd have known you were alive 
not by name, listen to this. If the terrified witches, wizards and witches who waited breathlessly for news at the edge of the wood expected reassurance from the Ministry of Magic, they were sadly disappointed. A ministry official emerged sometime after the appearance of the Dark Mark, alleged, alleging that nobody had been hurt, but refusing to give any more information. Whether this statement will be enough to quash the rumors that several bodies were removed from the woods an hour later remains to be seen. Oh, really, said Mr. Weasley. Nobody was hurt. What was I supposed to say? Rumors that several bodies were removed from the woods? Well, there certainly will be rumors now she's printed that. So it's just like that, you know, we get it now with like clickbait mm-hmm. and stuff. And like, um, and even just, you know, at, at the time, like this is kind of based off of like tabloids and like people just publishing whatever the fuck because it'll sell or because they want to kind of like stoke that fear. And she's like right in the middle. Rita Skeeter is like right in the middle of that. Yeah, but I do um, think that it's interesting because in Britain... Be- and it's, I'm not sure if these laws have always existed or if they came about because of tabloids and stuff like post-Princess Diana, which happens around the same time that Harry Potter is happening. Um, but there are stricter rules. They're, like, the freedom of press is different there. Like, they definitely have an independent press, but there's, like, libel and slander, I guess, defamation, defamation laws that are stricter and harsher in Britain. So when Mm -hmm. someone like Donald Trump says, like, oh, you started this year when I'm going to sue you, in America, we laugh because you can't just sue the press, especially if you're a public figure. But you can actually do that in um, Britain or, yeah, in Britain. And a a way that they did a lot of curtailing of that tabloid culture was, like, celebrities who were getting, like, fed up basically were, like, started to sue um, because you can't just say whatever the fuck, right? And we exactly. we try to lean on our journalistic standards and, like, the integrity of that institution. You know, like, we have all of these, you know, if you want to be a journalist and you join, like, a professional organization or something, they have all of these ethical rules and they, and it's kind of by, like, reputation and things like that. That's what we hope will curtail that kind of just write whatever for clickbait. And as we've seen with, like, prevalence of fake news and stuff sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't um and you have to be a discerning reader and you still need that in britain but it's it's stricter it's not as loose of a system and so it's interesting to see that that doesn't translate into the wizarding world um and i also think that it's kind of i mean we see how entwined the daily profit is and like the the media is within the government um and how that that relationship is murky um throughout this book it's it's interesting that because i think because of the statute of secrecy and stuff they don't have like a parallel law in the wizarding world Mm -hmm. and i think probably because you know they think they'd like to think themselves above (laughs) you know we yeah like why would a wizard need to lie or why would a wizard you know make up rumors or something but when it comes to things like Voldemort and stuff like that causes like rumors that several bodies were removed from the woods like that causes real panic and the in the mm-hmm. case of what actually happened was like there was a dark mark which is scary but Mrs. Weasley's thinking like oh the dark lord showed up like people exactly died. and people are dead yeah yeah and like if you were a reporter with just basic journalistic standards, which we know Rita Skeeter is, <laughs> does not have, um, or which we will find out, but spoiler heavy, she don't have them, guys. She ain't got them. She ain't <laughs> never had them. Ain't never gonna have them. She don't have the range. She does not have the range. But yeah, just like knowing that she is willing to print whatever has like really crippling mm-hmm. effects and like um so Arthur says that he's going he's gonna go into the office to help the ministry kind of smooth this over. Percy says he'll come with him. Um, uh, no, 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 no. Percy says, I'll come with you, father. Mr. Crouch will need all hands on deck. And I can give him my cauldron report in person. It's like no one cares um, about his report anymore. <laughs> what, did, what did Bill say, Purse? Do us a favor up. and shut up. Um, so <laughs> Mrs. Weasley looked upset. She's like, dude, you're on like vacation. What are you doing? And Arthur's like, I've made things worse. Um, so I've got to go. Um, Harry asks Mrs. Weasley if Hedwig has come back, but she hasn't. Um, she, that's cause she's chilling. It's warm down wherever Sirius mm-hmm. is. She's trying to relax, you know, go, well, well. She's like, I gotta go back in that, like, little POS, that little youngin pig is gonna be there messing right. up my vibe. 
Nah, fam. Like, I don't need all these young, like, no, I don't need these young owls in my life. I'm good. I'm chilling. I don't know her. <laughs> Ron and Hermione looked curiously at Harry. With a meaningful look at both of them, she said, Is it all right if I dump my stuff in your room, Ron? Yeah, I think I will too, said Ron. Hermione, yes. So they go up the stairs. What's up, Harry, said Ron. There's something I haven't told you. On Saturday morning, I woke up with my scar hurting again. I just want to point out, though, like two things. Uh-huh. One, why is Hermione dumping her stuff in Ron's name? Is she staying with Ginny? But I think that's cool. she was just saying I, you want to, yeah. Yeah. I know, what, I know what they were doing, but, like, someone should have been like, mm, this is little <laughs> Curious. Uh, curious, curious. But also, like, all of this happened so quickly. We right? are reading these, like, week by week. So, like, our reading of it is slow. Our reactions to it are slow because we're recording once a week. But, like, I don't even know what day it is, but it, like, it's, it's been, like, Saturday. four days. So there it's hasn't Tuesday. been a week. It it's hasn't, Tuesday it's because say, Monday was the actual day of the thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's Tuesday. Right. But it's then Tuesday. also, like... But also because the other books are, are shorter, like the time goes by quicker. By the time we're on chapter 10, we're halfway through the book, not four yeah. days into the, not four days in. Yeah. So that's, yeah, it is, it's, it's just still a, trippy. It's, it's weird. It's so amazing to me too, because it's like, it, like a lot is going down mm-hmm. and we're getting, and like you said, like in other books, you know, it moves quicker and stuff, but we are getting a lot of information before we even get to school. We're not even at Hogwarts and, yet. Yeah, like, we're not even at Hogwarts yet. We're not at Hogwarts next chapter either. Like, we're on our way, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's just, it's interesting getting all of this information before we even get to Hogwarts. Be- and I think it, it it really shows that, like, this is getting bigger and bigger. And then once we get to, like, book seven, we're not even in Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Like, Hogwarts, you know what I mean? So, like, this is a much bigger, the other, the first two books for sure, but even Prisoner of Azkaban, it's like, it's all this kind of, like, little in insular mysteries that happen within the confines of Hogwarts and this is now like oh no all of society is dealing with this mm-hmm. like you know it's just it's, it's shit is real yeah it's real out here so Ron and Hermione's reactions were ex- almost exactly as Harry imagined Hermione gasped and started making suggestions mentioning a number of reference books and everybody from Albus Dumbledore to Madame Pomfrey the Hogwarts nurse Ron looked simply dumbstruck but he wasn't there, was he? You know who. I mean, last time your scar kept hurting, he was at Hogwarts, wasn't he? I'm sure he wasn't on Privet Drive, said Harry, but I was dreaming about him. Him and Peter, you know, Wormtail. I can't remember all of it now, but they were plotting to kill someone. Um, he had teetered for a moment on the verge of saying me, but couldn't bring himself to make Hermione look any more horrified than she already did. It was only a dream, said Ron bracingly. Just a nightmare. Yeah, but was it though? It's weird, isn't it? My scar hurts, and three days later, the Death Eaters are on the march, and Voldemort's sign is up in the sky again. Don't say his name, Ron hissed. And remember what Professor Trelawney said, Harry went on, ignoring Ron, at the end of last year. So really quickly, like, it's interesting that when Harry is just around his friends and they get all, like, you know, twitchy about the, like, Mm -hmm. about Voldemort's name... Like, he just ignores them. He's just like, y'all are tripping. But when he's around, like, other people, so, like, earlier when he said it, when he was around all the Weasleys, he, like, apologizes and restarts. You know what I mean? Like, um, which I guess makes sense. It's like, when you're around your friends, you're just But I more... also think, too, like, Ron, Harry knows that Ron's reaction is just, like, I don't, it's not, it's not that he isn't prepared or can't handle, you know? He's not trying to, like, spare Ron's feelings at all or make Ron comfortable because he knows that, like, Ron's reaction is, like, I just don't want to believe this is true. But, you know, they've been through enough that Harry also knows that Ron will get his ish together. You know, like, this is true. This is real. Like, it is what it is. So you need to, like, get on board. Yeah, I mean, or just, like, get over the fact that I'm saying his name. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is that he has that reaction, which makes total sense. Like, you have less patience in a way. And, like, not in, like, a bad way but you have less patience for your friends than you do or like your really close friends than you do for like people who you aren't like as close with if that makes sense yeah and it's more just because you know them and you know how they are so you can just be like bruh if you don't just get your shit together like come on right so the people where you're like okay well you know what i mean it's just like a different kind of relationship but yeah so because um, harry oh go ahead sorry sorry i just wanted to like say this last thing i also think that it's very interesting that you know it it is so spot on to what he imagined their reactions to be because again, showing like the closeness that they have and like of all, Mm -hmm. like 
they've only been friends for four years, which are three years, really, um, going into four years, um, which might seem like a long time, but it isn't it's really that really. long of a, of a time. It is the a testament to what they have gone through together as a trio and what they and how they have like stuck together through all of that stuff that like Harry is so dialed into them. And he also knows that they are dialed into him. Like that whole, like hearing what Mr. Weezy had to say and be like, Oh, I need to drop my stuff off in your room, Ron, you know, like not, you know, saying, having whole conversations over the table without saying a word. Mm -hmm. It's just, it, 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 it's great. Um, and I wish that I had more people in my life that I, that could be like that. We are at the point of their friendship where like Harry also is doing a very much of a shorthand of like, of you're going to have to get over it and like, let's get to the facts. But also like, I'm not even going to entertain this Ron. You know what I mean? Like, like some, at some point or there is a possibility that at some point he could have been like, yes, Ron, like. I know, you know, and smoothing mm-hmm. it over, but he's just like, boy, bye. Just keep going. Let's keep uh, moving. Yeah. Because Harry mentions Professor Trelawney, um, Hermione's terrified look vanished, and she let out a derisive snort. Oh, Harry, you aren't going to pay attention to anything that old fraud says. Just like, yeah, she, no patience for Professor Trelawney, which is, right. you know, makes sense. You weren't there, said Harry. You didn't hear her. This time was different. I told you she went into a trance, a real one. And she said the Dark Lord would rise again, greater and more terrible than ever before, and he'd mi- and he'd manage it because his servant was going back to him. And that night, Wormtail escaped. Um, there was a um, silence. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I just wanted to go into the prophecy and just, mm-hmm. just to, like, refresh. Um, so, it will happen tonight. The Dark Lord lies alone and friendless, abandoned by his followers. His servant has been chained these 12 years. Tonight, before midnight... The servant will break free and set out to rejoin his master. The Dark Lord will rise again with his servant's aid, greater and more terrible than ever he was. Tonight, before midnight, the servant will set out to rejoin his master. And so Harry says, "Um, I told you she went into a trance, a real one. And she said the Dark Lord would rise again, greater and more terrible than ever before. And he'd manage it because his servant was going to go back to him. And that night, Wormtail escaped. So not only does Harry remember this prophecy, but he's like, it's like etched in his brain. Because he says, greater and more terrible than ever before. Like, that's a direct quote. And that's mm-hmm. not like a normal phrasing that Harry would use, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it's interesting because, yes, Hermione wasn't there. And so she's just like going off of what she knows of Professor Trelawney, which is an old fraud. And that kind of is her solace and her kind of silver lining is like, oh, well, she said it. So, you know, there's no logical reason why you should put any stock into that. Mm-hmm. But because Harry was there and because Harry saw it and because Harry took classes, with, like, he knows the difference between fraud Trelawney and like, real Trelawney. Real. Yeah. On her shit stuff. There was a silence in which Ron fidgeted absentmindedly with a hole in his Chutley Cannon's bedspread. Why were you asking if Hedwig had come, Harry? Are you expecting a letter? I told Sirius about my scar, he said, shrugging. I'm waiting for his answer. Good thinking, said Ron, his expression clearing. I bet Sirius will know what to do. I hope he'd get back to me quickly. But we don't know where Sirius is. He could be in Africa or somewhere, couldn't he, said Hermione reasonably. Hedwig's not going to manage that journey in a few days. First off, there are places further than Africa. Africa is actually closer than America in a lot of ways to Britain. Certain parts of it. Because it's a continent and not a country. But also, why Africa? Antarctica is the thing that you say. Tropical birds. There are no tropical birds in Antarctica. Well, I know, but like, what, there are tropical birds in Madagascar? Maybe? That's true. What it makes it tropical? When it's in the tropics region? region? Yeah. So, why Africa, though? Because there's a huge region of tropics, tropics? in Africa. Environmental know, science, bro. Which all get at me. Hermione, whatever. Come at me. So, why don't you say Greece? No, Greece isn't tropical. Not at all. Not Brazil! Brazil is it? Brazil's known Brazil's for tropical. tropics. And you know that there's a magical school in Brazil because my boo... No, Bill had a pen buddy. Or whatever they call it. Pen friend. Shut up, Hermione, is what I'm trying to say. I don't know why that bothers you that much. Um, I don't know why either. <laughs> Come and have a game of Quidditch in the Orchard, Harry, said Ron. Three on three, Bill and Charlie and Fred and George will play. You can try out the Ronsky feint. 
Ron said Hermione in a I don't think you're being very sensitive sort of voice. Harry doesn't want to play Quidditch right now. He's worried and he's tired. We all need to go to bed. Yeah, I want to play Quidditch. Hang on, I'll get my fireball. Hermione left the room muttering something that sounded very much like boys. That is so real though. And it's not just boys because I'm going to bring up our favorite Mm co-host. She will say some of the most heartbreaking things Mm -hmm. and then go, Ooh, did you see my toy? And I'm just like, what the hell? Huh? Right. I thought we were having a moment. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, shiny. Yep. And I'm like, all right. Well, I guess that was cool. Right. Like She, she like, just get she, it off her chest and then. <laughs> she dropped some like amazingly prof- like prophetic and like deep thing. And I think Akira was in the room, so you should ask her, Brianna. And then her next thing was like, my leggings are purple. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. All right, then. Yeah. And I think. Going back to, like, how Ron reacted to that news about Harry Scar and stuff about, like, well, you know, maybe it was, it was just a dream or it was just this. Like, anything to kind of not have to deal with, like, the actual thing. Mm-hmm. Harry is also like, okay, I got that off my chest now. Let's not deal with that anymore. Right. Sometimes you just need a distraction. It's like our, it's like Patronus yeah. Fuel. It's like our, um, when we watched From Justin to Kelly when. Patronus Fuel. After the election. Sometimes you need that. You just need to be like, you know, I'm going to do something fun. Yeah. Like, you know, I told y'all what all I know. Now we're all on the lookout for it. We just had a terrible Quidditch World Cup, which is not supposed to be terrible. Mm -mm. And now let's just go play some Quidditch. Let's just put that on the back burner. So neither Mr. Weasley nor Percy was at home much over the following week. Both left the house each morning before the rest of the family got up and returned well after dinner every night. It's been an absolute uproar, Percy told them, importantly, the Sunday evening before they were due to return to Hogwarts. I've been putting out fires all week. People keep sending howlers, and of course, if you don't open a howler straight away, it explodes. Scorch marks all over my desk, and my best quill reduced to cinder. Why are they sending howlers, asked Jenny. Jenny, complaining about security at the World Cup, said Percy. They want compensation for their ruined property. Mundungus Fletcher's put in a claim for a 12-bedroom tent with ensuite jacuzzi, but I've got his number. I know for a fact he was keep he was sleeping under a cloak propped on stick. Is this the first time we've heard of Mundungus? I think so. So he's a liar and a scammer. He likes robbery and fraud. (laughs) Um, Mrs. Weasley glanced at the ratchet. We're ratchet, but also no. I want to like stop and say. Sorry. So the first time we hear about Mundungus, we hear about the fact that he's a liar and a scammer. Mm -hmm. But also, like this is the beginning of Percy like and we're gonna see a a couple of other times but like he's like very much propping himself up and he's so important he's been putting out fires it's like boy you are junior some I don't even know what he's positioned you've been working there for a day yeah you were not putting out any kind of fire you were literally opening Mr. Crouch's mail (laughs) the howlers yeah like, you're, like, you're filing, Percy. Calm down. You're filing. He like, still doesn't know your name, Percy. And you're a Weasley. Straight. And you're a Weasley. Are you still Weatherby, Percy? That's really the question. That's the question. Don't, don't come talk to us until he stopped calling you Weatherby. Yeah. I don't want to hear from you until he got your name right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Mrs. Weasley glanced at the g- grandfather clock in the corner. Eight of the hands were currently pointing to the home position, but Mr. Weasley's Um, was still pointing to work. She sighed. Your father hasn't gone to the office on weekends since the days of you-know-who. They're working him far too hard. His dinner's going to be ruined if if he doesn't come home soon. Well, father feels he's got to make up for for his mistake at the match, doesn't he, said Percy. If truth be told, he was a tad unwise to make a public statement without clearing it with his head of department first. Don't you dare blame your father for what that wretched Skeeter woman wrote, said Mrs. Weasley, flaring up at once. So again, more foreshadowing. Yeah. If dad hadn't said anything, old Rita would have just said it was disgraceful that nobody from the ministry had commented. Rita Skeeter never makes anyone look good. Or said Bill. Rita Skeeter never makes anyone look good. Remember she interviewed all the Green Dots charm breakers once and called me a long haired pillow? Well, it is a bit long, dear, said Mrs. Weasley gently. If you just let me know, mom. <laughs> One, here we go with Percy again. Yeah. Two, is it? Arthur head of his department? Yep. So is there like another head? Pretty sure. It would make more sense if it was like you need to... Because isn't he, he's the head of the Muggles, the Misuse of art, Artifacts office that might be within another department. department. Like yeah, the I Department of Magical like a, Law Enforcement, I think. Uh, yeah. Because um, he's right next to the Aurors. So maybe yeah. the head of Magical Law Enforcement? 
would be his head. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. But I also think it's interesting because what Arthur said is not the problem, actually. It's right, because all he Miss said Peter was, like, he was just saying stuff it. so he could, like, get through. Like, everything's mm-hmm. cool. Leave us, you know, let me get my There's, kids out. No one's been hurt. Mm-hmm. And we don't have any information at this time. Right. He wasn't, he didn't have a podium. He wasn't making, he yeah. wasn't a press conference. He wasn't conference. making, like, an official statement. He just, you know... And we also know some stuff about, well, uh, it doesn't matter. But Ryu Skeeter never makes anyone look good. When Bill says that, that is like, it's, uh, yeah, it's foreshadowing, like you said. But it's also, like, Rita Skeeter doesn't want anyone to look so good that she can't tear them down later. And does not care what they said as long as her column, like, goes viral, basically, mm-hmm. in the wizarding world. So she just says whatever to make a good story. She kind of like bends the truth to the point of damn near break. Um, Rain lashed against the living room window. Hermione was immersed in the standard book of spells grade four, copies of which Mrs. Weasley had bought for her, Harry, and Ron and Diagon Alley. Charlie was darning a fireproof balaclava, which I'm wondering if that means he's like going back to work right this second or like, because otherwise, why do you need it like at all? In the, I think just maybe, the house. He, yeah, maybe he's getting, he's getting all packed up and double checking his new balaclava. I don't know. Maybe. I but mean, also you know, it's fireproof, which is what. the idea that, like, you're wearing a, you wear a fireproof balaclava for your job. What is wrong with you? What do you mean it's wrong with you? That just means you're hanging out with dragons. It's lit. <laughs> Look at Bayana sticking up for my boo thing. I don't ever want to work anywhere where I have to wear a fireproof balaclava. That's like your face. <laughs> like... It's true. Like that's true. It is your face. There is a very high. There's a high probability that your face will get burned. I don't want to work there. It's not false. I don't want to do that. <laughs> so Harry was polishing his firebolt, and Fred and George were sitting in the far corner. Quills out, talking in whispers. Their head bent over a piece of parchment. What are you two up to? Said Mrs. Weasley sharply. Homework, said Fred vaguely. Don't be ridiculous. You're still on holiday. Yeah, we've left it a bit late, said George. You're not by any chance writing a new order form, are you? Um, you wouldn't be thinking of restarting Weasley's Wizard Weasley's by any chance? Now, Mum, said Fred, looking up at her with a pained look on his face. If the Hogwarts Express crashed tomorrow and George and I died, how would you feel to know that the last thing we ever heard from you was an unfounded accusation? Everyone laughed, even Mrs. Weasley. I want to say this before you keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, they are so charming. Like, even yeah. Mrs. Weasley, like, is disarmed by the mm-hmm. twins' charm. And in a way, this would kind of get them in trouble um, or lets them get away with some stuff. Like, they're brilliant. They're charming. It's amazing that they weren't the next coming of the other girl. Why Voldemort? Because he was charming and brilliant. He could get people to do stuff. Okay, but he, they're not evil. They're Weasleys. Exactly. Well, I just think of them as, like, Twin doctors. But the doctor does some shit, too. I know. And the Weasleys do some shit. The Weasleys do some shit, but he's not a... He's not evil. Nazi. <laughs> like, <laughs> damn. She's and like, he, it's so, she's like, they're so charismatic, I can't believe they didn't turn into Death Eaters. Wow. <laughs> wow. Or like a Gilderoy. Like, he's not a Death Eater, but you know what I mean? Like, think about, like... And who knows? Because they did grow up, like, during a war, and then I don't know how charming... Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay, let's keep going. Let's keep going. I broke myself. Your father's coming, she said suddenly. Mr. Weasley's hand suddenly spun from work to traveling, and a second later it shuddered to a halt at home, and they heard him calling from the kitchen. Coming, Arthur, said Mrs. Weasley. A few moments later, Mr. Weasley came into the warm living room carrying his dinner on a tray. He looked completely exhausted. Well, the fat's really in the fire now. Rita Skeeter's been ferreting around all week looking for more ministry mess-ups to report. And now she's found out that poor old, about poor old Bertha going missing. So that'll be the headline in The Prophet tomorrow. I told Bagman he should have sent someone to look after her, or look to look for her ages ago. Mr. Crouch has been saying it for weeks and weeks, said shut Percy. Up, Percy. Yeah, yep, wrote Sorry. that. That's what I wrote. You did? Boys, shut oh, up. Oh, me too. So I just want to say really quickly. Mm-hmm. This really struck me by, like, how old-fashioned it was. And I'm currently staying with my parents, and my parents are, like, a little Weasley-ish. Obviously, like, I named this place the borough for a reason. And my mom's like, you know, oh, your dad's got to get dinner. I got to make your dad's lunch or whatever. But my mom also, like, I get to see my mom. You know, I get to see, like, all of her. Mm -hmm. So that's just, like, this weird quirk in their relationship that I always make fun of. Um, It's not the only one. My my dad tucked in my mom's shirt the other day, guys, and I was like... (laughs) Y'all need to, y'all need a separate vacation or something. Like, 
what? He just like grabbed her and tucked in her shirt. I was like, what? They're adorable. Shut up. They are. <laughs> they are adorable. Anyway, but it's it's really funny because we don't get to see that much of Molly outside of her domestic sphere. Mm-hmm. And because this chapter, it starts with her in such like a a panic. I think she's like, she comforts herself in nesting and taking care of people. And because, you know, she says like, he hasn't worked, he hasn't been worked this much since the like days of you know who's rain Mm -hmm. and like this is kind of like triggering that for her and so she's nesting to kind of comfort herself but because we don't get to see the other sides of molly i think that's where it gets a little bit problematic and where we get a little bit of that like what's up with like the way witches are portrayed in this Mm -hmm. you know even the even how it's gendered witches and wizards and stuff like that which you know crouch is very lucky rita hasn't found out about winky said mr weasley irritably There'd be a week's worth of headlines in his, in his house, house elf being caught holding the wand that conjured the dark mark. I thought we were all agreed that that elf, while irresponsible, did not conjure the mark, said Percy hotly. If you ask me, Mr. Crouch is very lucky no one at the Daily Prophet knows how mean he is to elves, said Hermione angrily. Now look here, Hermione. A high-ranking ministry official like Mr. Crouch deserves unswerving obedience from his servants. His slave, you mean, said Hermione, her voice raising passionately, because he didn't pay Winky, did you? I think you'd all better go upstairs and check that you've packed properly, said so, Mrs. Weasley, breaking up the argument. Come on now, all of you. So real quick, like, she doesn't, they don't use this as a moment. You know what I mean? Like, we were talking mm-hmm. about this in the last chapter about, um, I think it was the last chapter, about how, it might have been the one before that, the last two, whatever, um, about, Recently. like, how the Weasleys like, you know, teach about tolerance and all this kind of stuff, but they don't fully question the society that they're in. So mm-hmm. they just break it up as like these two kids are arguing and fighting and they need to stop. We should just move on versus like really looking at it as like there's like a real societal issue happening yeah. and that Hermione is standing up for. And like rather than brushing her off, actually being like, OK, you know, having a real conversation mm-hmm. about it and really like teaching or learning from that moment from both point of views yeah Mm -hmm. i also think it's interesting too because mr weasley says in passing in the last chapter that he agrees with hermione but it wasn't the time kind of like Mm -hmm. a pick your battles type of thing which i agreed with in terms of now's not the time to argue about elf rights because you know dark mark in the sky right we have to get you know safety yeah but this would have been you know they're all at the borough, in the living room. Now would have been a really good time to even have that conversation and or have Arthur, like, chime in and say something more about how he agreed with Hermione or not. Percy is obviously, I think, sticking up for Mr. Crouch because of, like, his position and, like, what his... I mean, he, he hero-worships Mr. Crouch. He says he deserves yeah. unswerving Swerving. obedience. Like, really? Does like anyone does. does anyone deserve uns no. like deserve it like though no, like nobody. not just needs it deserves nobody. it don't not nobody deserve that shit that's weird obedience that's weird unswerving yeah obedience that's weird nobody you ain't getting it from me I don't I don't deserve it you ain't getting it from me <laughs> like what. I mean, I don't ask for it from nobody. I don't, I right. can't even get, I can't even get swerving, like, not even, ob- I can't even get support from my own teammate on Twitter. They, I can't even get them to not go see Rogue One without me. You're going to have to let that I one I can't go. even get that. You're going to have to let that And one I go. asked, I asked kindly, I begged. Did you? Because the then, first thing I heard, the first thing I heard I, was, I, I, I heard Rogue One. I didn't hear any questions. I heard... I heard I mentioned, oh, I'm going to go see Rogue One with a fam. Oh, y'all just going to leave me? There was no, hey, maybe you should wait. Unless you talk to my dad or Icky or something, but you didn't tell me. Um, I texted you. No, I didn't get that. Kira, Candace. Oh, because your phone. Yep, I this didn't get your, that text. This is your fault. Well, then I texted your dad, your stepmother, your sister. I might have texted your brother. And I said, now listen, this movie comes out on this date. Even if you wait. For Bayana, I'm gone from this date to this date. We will all be here at the same time. Same time! Same time! And they all responded. Well, I don't know, man. You know, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get sometimes those. Sometimes things happen. I don't know. Not to mention that then your stepmother and your sister called me and 
harassed me for making a cake for my own gosh darn that was grandmother funny. on her 83rd birthday. That was but funny. But they can't wait to go see Star Wars with me. Thank God I got other friends. Thank Yeah. I just went to see it. It was good. It was Indeed. Good. It was it's so hella good. good. Man. Maybe we can go see it again. Maybe. When I get home. Yeah. Tomorrow. Why not? I don't trust y'all. That's why. Anyway, Dude, I'm down to see you if stuff. I can't even get my own fam to wait, how am I going to get unswerving obedience? I can't even get loyal. Only if these, you have a house elf, apparently. These witches ain't loyal. So Harry repacked his broomstick servicing kit, um, put his fire bolt over his shoulder, and went back upstairs with Ron. Oh, they go upstairs and a uh, pig is twittering and zooming around his cage as they entered. The sight of the half-packed trunk seemed to have sent him into a frenzy of excitement. Bung him some altreats, said Ron, throwing a packet across to Harry. It might shut him up. Harry poked a few altreats through the bars of Pig's cage and then turned to his trunk, Hedwig's cage, stood next to it, still empty. It's been over a week, Ron said, looking at Hedwig's deserted perch. Ron, don't you reckon Sirius... Ron, you don't reckon Sirius has been caught, do you? Nah, it would have been in the Daily Prophet, said Ron. The Ministry would want to show they caught, they'd caught someone, wouldn't they? Yeah, I suppose. Look, here's the stuff mom got you in Diagon Alley. And she got some gold for, out of your vault for you. And she washed your socks. How? How? What? How did she get gold out of his vault? Yeah, that's a good question. With a signed note? Cause that's I mean, not, maybe that's, he that's, knows. That forged. Yeah, that's true. I mean, she knows the vault. She probably has his key. Because there's a key, right? So she probably got it. He probably, she probably, he, I can't talk. He probably gave her his key. But. Or something. No, there's, is yeah. She, those is questions she a, are, is she are a, true. A, like a, an authorized member? Did she I don't say, know hey, because Harry, somehow. Did you authorize this? I don't know because somehow Sirius key. was able to get Crookshanks to get some money out of his vault, his vault. for Harry. So who knows how well, the Gringotts works. Rampant <laughs> identity <Fraud>. theft, <laughs> fraud, and potential robbery going yeah. on here. Who knows? As we're about to work. see, she could have like if if she wasn't Molly Weasley, a nice, upstanding, quality saint of a woman. Really, mm-hmm. she could have done whatever the hell she wanted to. It's true. Turn up, throw it up, Turn throw it up. up. Watch it all anyway, fall out. <laughs> he heaved a pile of parcels onto Harry's camp bed and dropped the money bag and a load of socks next to it. Harry started unwrapping the shopping, apart from the standard book of spells, grade four, by Miranda Goshawk. Goshawk? Goshawk. Whatever. Some. Hmm? I said something. Something. He had a handful of new quills, a dozen rolls of parchment, and refills for his potion-making kit. He'd been running low on spine of lionfish and essence of belladonna. So she not only took care of his books and stuff, but then, like, refilled his, like, not just, like, what was on the supply list, but then, like, looked at his kit. And was like, let's just get, like, re-up all this. Because mm-hmm. she is a saint of a woman. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, she um, did it for all her kids and Hermione, too. And Hermione, too. Piling underwear into his cauldron, which she washed. I am washing no strange kids' underwear. I found a tiny pair of <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine underwear in our, la- uh, like, in our laundry. And it was from my nephew, Corbin. And they were adorable. And I was like, cool. That's it. I mean, like, I gotta have change your diaper and have, like, I ain't washing no random kids' underwear. I'm just not doing it. Saint of a woman. Saint of a woman. Mm -hmm. What is that supposed to be? Said Ron with a loud noise of disgust behind him. He was holding up something that looked too hairy, like a long maroon velvet dress. It was moldy looking. It had moldy looking lace frill at the collar and matching lace cuffs. There was a knock on the door and Mrs. Weasley entered, carrying an armful of freshly laundered Hogwarts robes. Here you are, she said, sorting them into two piles. Now, mind you, pack them properly so they don't crease. Mum, you've given me Jenny's new dress, he said, handing it out to her. Of course I haven't. That's for you, dress robes. What? said Ron. Dress robes. It says on your school list that you're supposed to have dress robes this year. Robes for formal occasions. You've got to be kidding me, said Ron. I'm not wearing that. No way. Everyone wears them, Ron. They're all like that. Your father's got some for smart parties. I'll go starkers before I put that on, said Ron stubbornly. Don't be so silly. You've got to have dress robes. They're on your list. I got some for Harry, too. Show him, Harry. In some trepidation, Harry opened his last parcel, the last parcel on his camp bed. It wasn't as bad as he expected, however. His dress robes didn't have any lace on them, 
In fact, they were more or less the same as his school ones, except they were a bottle green instead of black. I thought they'd bring out the color of your eyes, dear, said Mrs. Weasley fondly. Well, they're okay. Why can't I have some like that? Because, well, I had to get your second hand and there wasn't a lot of choice, said Mrs. Weasley. Harry looked away. He would willingly have split all the money in his Gringotts vault with the Weasleys, but he knew they would never take it. I'm not wearing them, said Ron stubbornly. Never. Fine, snapped Mrs. Weasley. Go naked. And Harry, make sure you get a picture of him. Goodness knows I could do with a laugh. Mm -hmm. She left the room, slamming the door behind her. There was a funny spluttering noise behind them. Pig was choking on an overlarge owl tree. Why is everything I own rubbish, said Ron furiously, striding across the room to unstick Pigwood, Pig's beak. Shut up, Ron. Yeah. Also, we just, I just, I just lauded the trio for how close they are. And I'm like super inappropriate and uncomfortable for Harry now. Right? But it's not like Mrs. Weasley's flushing as well. Like it, she, she's like embarrassed when she says, well, I had to get your second hand and there wasn't a lot of choice. This goes back to Ron's like, this is Ron's thing about being poor. Like no one close to him. He hasn't like, he doesn't even pick the kind of friends that would care. Right. You know, like this is completely his own insecurity. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think that it's important to like always state that because it's really hard being that age. They're 14 and like you want to sit in and you know that someone like Draco is going to make fun of you. And you know, like, you know, like it's just it's really hard. You you just you feel awkward. You Like just we've talked so much about how that is like the most terrible age. Like it's terrible. And like it is. They are like the people are terrible. But he makes it harder on himself. And like, this is completely of his own making. And then to be that kind of bratty to his mom, after we just saw like all the shit she did, like not even, not just for him, but then for the two random kids he's bringing home. And like, the first thing he can do is complain. Right. And I mean, I get, I get the, like, it's an awkward situation. It's so awkward. And, and so I, I get it, but also, um, yeah, I don't know. It, I also Ron, think It's always too, a thing like, that Ron has an issue with, and so it's kind of just like, he's got to... He has to get it's over It's something it. that he's going to have to, yeah, get over. But, or, 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 like, my thing, too, is, like, there has got to be some spell, like, housekeeping spells that he thinks he's too good for, or, you know, it's a girl's job or something, that could, like, take the lace off like the trim or whatever if mm-hmm. it's maroon you know what I mean like my Make it aunt work. is like very good at like she just sewed me this really cute purse out of like old jeans and I um like she makes things you know what I mean and like mm-hmm. she and my mom started knitting you know what I mean it's like these kind of things that are like practical like I got like all of my gifts now that I want from like my mom I like I just want her to buy yarn I actually yelled at her I'm gonna make myself sound real dumb or not dumb but like mean oh well Amani's going to say something anyway, so whatever. But she, my mom knits for the homeless. And I just yelled at her because, like, you can't just go around knitting Ravenclaw colors on anything. Like, you don't know if the man that gets that hat and that scarf is a Ravenclaw. Just disrespectful. Okay, who was your MVP, Robin? I'm just saying. Who was your MVP? She could use the blue. Okay. And something else. Who's your MVP? Molly Weasley and Charlie. Okay. We don't have to ask why Charlie. Um, I <laughs> said Molly as well. Initially, I said Hermione, but that was yeah, mostly because I was, I was having like, I had, you know, it was just more like another one where it was just like, I don't know who to make MVP. <laughs> so I'm going to just pick somebody, whatever. But as we were like reading that this time, I was like, nah, Molly. Um, yeah. And yeah. she get no respect. She just, yeah. I, I really like, just really understood Molly this chapter. Just like, I'm trying my best. I'm doing all of this hard work. And none of y'all motherfuckers respect my brilliance and my giving nature and what I'm bringing to you. And you just mm-hmm. go through Rogue One without me. And um, I'm just what? here doing the best that I can and looking out for you and giving you all I have. You know? So I felt that. I think you're projecting. No. Which is not really necessary. I, I think feel you like are. me and Molly Because Rogue lot. One doesn't exist in 1994. So I barely Rogue existed one, in 1994. Dress robes. Whatever. Anyway, who did, who did you, you bench? bench? <laughs> I bench Percy because he needs to just take, you know. Oh, he needs to take a breath. A okay, pill. so I actually bench like three people, and then I was like, okay, I can't bench three people. I bench Percy and Rita Skeeter. Mm-hmm. I bench Ron, but it was really for that last hate. And um, there are going to be plenty of time. Well, I don't know. I just think that in the scheme of things, especially in the scheme of like what Percy's doing and then what Rita's doing, like. 
this aspect of Ron's personality is going to come up time and time again, and I'm going to complain about it, but it doesn't compare. Um, it just, like, that last, like, that's how we end the chapter, and I was just like, shut up, Ron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> your mother is a saint. Yeah. Like, so um, I benched Percy for probably all the reasons you did, just, like, shut up. Yeah. Chill. Stop idolizing people mm-hmm. who don't deserve it and do not deserve your unswerving obedience. And then I bench Rita because she's making not only Arthur's job hard, but she's like kind of, I think that initial snippet of the daily profit that we see and what we will continue to see from Rita is very dangerous. Like it's not just, Oh, she's being salacious for the sake of whatever. No one gets hurt. But I think it's actual, actually dangerous because you have like, you see like the effect that, those words have on Molly and then what, you know, how she goes about like creating these stories and stuff. And I think, nah. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for listening. This is the last uh, episode of 2016. So that's lit. Thank Um, God. Yeah. Shout out to George Michael, who was magical and passed away on Christmas day. And let's get the hell out of this year. Let's do it. Um, Next week we will be discussing next year. Next year, we'll be discussing chapter 11 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire aboard the Hogwarts Express. Uh, Make sure to read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. If you would like to join the conversation on Twitter, you can add us at WeBlackAndNerds and use the hashtag WizardTeam. Make sure to remember that we count all votes until we watch the movie. So if you are catching up, um, you can tell us all of your votes up until chapter 10. Try to get them in like piecemeal. Like we'll take all the votes until we watch the movie. But Which um, isn't until like June or July. You have like six or seven months. So just get them in now. Just get them in now. Because I really don't want to be like collecting a bunch of votes in June and July. Like putting all that stuff in her... First off, I don't even think I'm Robin doesn't to even the touch the spreadsheet, so I'm scared to touch the spreadsheet. She's just talking. But I feel like in June or July, if y'all drop in 30, 50 votes at us in a time, then I'm gonna have to touch the spreadsheet. And I'm scared. So do it for me. Do it for Bayana's happiness that she gets to like have that spreadsheet. <laughs> and then do it for my my safety. Cause if I, I feel like if I mess it up. Yeah. Don't if mess I mess it up like a formula or something, and I'm just young and I don't wanna die. And I'm and, 2016 is over and there's so much ahead of us. So do it for that. Um, oh God. What? Hi, Brandon. Hi, Brandon. So we don't have uh, your favorite co-host, but we do have your f- least favorite. Um, your favorite muggle in the building. <laughs> I would like to recreate a conversation that we had on Christmas. Brandon. Take off my hat. You don't even know what that's that's for. It was Harry's glasses. What? Where were Harry's glasses though? Were you wearing it on the right way? I was being hip, nineteen ninety style, wearing it backwards, like like the cool people do. You should do back back in the day. Brandon. Backwards, like upside down, or no, backwards. Like he had the glasses on. Like the glasses were in the back, and he had like centered the tag that said Harry Potter. Oh, the tag was better. Lies. Um, it's the hat. No it's clue. the hat that I'm wearing in my um my profile picture so y'all know it's live and he also hadn't he didn't even see the glasses he just put on the hat because he's rude um so brandon you don't even know what that hat means no i do not and what did you say dumbledore <laughs> so let's try this because okay so guys this happened on christmas christmas was yesterday as we're taping this and we had this conversation and then i clarified a few things for him that was yesterday you should also know that brandon has the worst short-term memory ever. <laughs> so this is still a challenge. But what are the four houses at Hogwarts? Ravenclaw. Yeah. Which is on my, it's everywhere. If, you're my, if you are related to me, you know Ravenclaw. I know another one. It's going to be very obvious when I get this wrong. I believe in you, Brandon. Goblet of don't. Fire. <laughs> my book is sitting here. He, he, he read it. it. He read and he it. read my book. Yeah, I saw that. Are you just looking at random things in the room and saying you love them? I like Potter. That was a Anchorman reference because we also see Will Ferrell here. Brandon, Gryffindor. Ravenclaw. I thought Gryffindor was a person. Oh, my God. You, you said Gryffindor that last time. Person. You, Gryffindor is a person, but it's also a house. Dumbledore is just a person. Ah, that's where I get confused. 
Okay. Weird. Gryffindor, Ravenclaw. I just said Hufflepuff. No, you didn't. Bayana? Yeah, she did. Hufflepuff and Slytherin. What do you think, Boom, for you got everything? You didn't do anything. Get two out. out of four. Fifth percent. C's get degrees, people. What do you mean two out of four? <laughs> it's definitely 25%. But it's Goblet cool. of fire, motherfucker. Pray for me, y'all. I am in a house of normal. I'm not even saying muggles, because muggles means that they are at least in the wizarding world in the wizarding <laughs> world right or just in the world where the wizarding world is in the world I asked, him to take, I asked him here's another story about my brother i because as we were talking about rogue one a little bit and then we gotta go this motherfucker gonna get mad at me when they said that uh donald glover was gonna be the new lando calrissian because i never mm-hmm. told him about lando calrissian and that was in star wars or whatever he, you mean lando just in general he didn't know about lando calrissian he don't know he don't know nothing weird and he got mad at me because I didn't tell him. In which case, but, like, keep in mind, he's four years older than me. Yeah. But also, when I asked him to take me to the new stuff because I didn't have a car when it was coming out, he dropped my ass off and kept rolling. I asked him to come with me. Also, I wasn't supposed to go to the movies by myself. And I think he went to a different movie. I wasn't supposed to tell. But I told now. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so he decides to take it upon himself because he finally started listening to me. And I told him to watch Marvel. And now he's a fan of the MCU, and he watched Luke Cage, and he watched Jessica Jones. I don't know if he finished it, but whatever. So he decided to take it upon himself to see what Star Wars is all about, and he got all triumphant and and cocky, going to text me, talking about, guess what I'm watching? Star Wars. And then go text me an hour later. I'm at LeakyCon, so I can't, like, text constantly. Uh, I don't really get what the hype is about. And I was like, what? I said, what? And I said, which one are you watching? Guess which one he started with? Phantom Menace. You told me that. Yeah, I told you that. My brother started with Phantom Menace and is going to just walk around all confident in his whole Star Wars. He brought that on himself. That's like starting with Godfather 3 and then being like, oh, the Godfather ain't shit. Like, what? Uh, Happy end of 2016, y'all. The y'all. Is there a day about strength? The I mean, you can thing? pull. You can together. We unite and we're strong. <laughs> and self de- collectively. Self determination to not struggle. Yeah. Purpose. Have a purpose. Purpose. <laughs> to not. I mean, you know, it's two days away, but you know, <laughs> you could, you could, you can make them work. You can make them work. We'll do our best. All right. See you next week. Bye, y'all. <laughs>